This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review on whatever podcast player you're listening to. And for more information, you can go to www.scarfbagarawar.co.uk. You're listening to the Scarf Bagara War. For county fans, by county fans. Oh, great flick up by Alan Armstrong. Oh, what a beauty! Oh, what a beauty! I'm wasting all my life for that! What a screamer! Good evening and welcome to the review preview show from the Scarf Bagara War. For those unaware, this is the show where we discuss all things county in the past week and what a mental week it's been. Gannon out, bed sheets out on the washing line, recriminations, assumptions, lies, half-truths. Some feel the club's way of handling the matter was at odds with what they've said and done in the weeks and months before, while others feel a difficult situation was handled about as well as possible in the circumstances. Whatever your stance on events, the future promises to be very interesting indeed. I'm Nick Lee, and joining me to speculate and generally fill 45 minutes or so, it's Russ Johnson and Dave Long. You all right, fellas? Hey, you all right? All right, mate. What's been going on then, Russ? What's the latest? So... In this episode, as per normal, we will cover the Boreham Wood game. Uh, we'll look ahead to the Woking match on Saturday. Uh, we will probably discuss a little bit about King's Lynn postponement and the fact that the pitch was frozen, but let's get into that later. Uh, probably talk about the new manager. We all think we know who it is, uh, we, and we'll speculate on that. Uh, and then we'll have a bit on the, the season ending as well, because the, uh, the National League are doing their best to fuck things up. So uh, we'll talk about that. That sounds like a plan, doesn't it? And when you're a massive narcissist and a bit pompous like me, then um, you know, <laughs> it also helps as well. I'm fully on board. I'm a I'm a brand bitch now. I mean, you know, like people are trying to outpop each other. It smelled like egg and tasted like cider. I've even shouted at ball boys. That's the type of mad arsery that I can't get behind. 
I've learnt that they wasn't part of the move to, to get us away from Edgeley Park. We couldn't afford an engraved carriage clock for you, so here's that that bird yeah. from the Cheadleham full of bird yeah. shit. In a week where we lost iconic county legend Jim Gannon. <laughs> We watched a lot of great counties. So, on first the thing telly. on the agenda then is Barnwood match on Saturday. Um, probably lots to get through on that, given what had happened 48 hours earlier. Uh, you know, and and obviously Dave Conlon taking charge. Uh, I, I mean, from my perspective, all in all, I think it was probably a fair result. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Um, they're, they're a decent side, one of the best that we faced this season, and they certainly deserve their point. Um, it was just really surreal, wasn't it? It was just just the most most surreal game ever, and the pitch was awful as well. It was just just so bad. But no disrespect to the ground staff or anything like that. We've done a fantastic job over the last last month or so in, in just making it playable. But we had a lot of snow Saturday morning, didn't we? And yeah, they've done really well. But oh, it was just odd. It was just odd, wasn't it? It just didn't feel the same. But game itself, yeah. Both sides deserved a point. They they were very good. Um, it's a shame Ben got beat on his near post for that that goal though. But that'll probably segue into Ross mentioning about the Casper Schmeichel thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, because I sent you that dinner as soon as you said it. Well, yeah, because you've got as a goalkeeper, you've got to cover the whole goal. I mean, yeah, he did. You know, that one went in. He'll be disappointed with that. But then if we look at the other end, where you know he saved almost a certain goal from. To singer is was that was the lad's name up front? Yeah, Shimanga, yeah. Shimanga. I mean, that was an unbelievable save. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah it's, it was. It's six or one and a half a dozen of the other into it. Mhm. Mhm. I, I didn't. Uh, the game as a whole, uh, I don't know. A lot of people were going into it expecting some big, big change from what had been going on previously uh, on the pitch. Wise, but it was yeah, it was all. Uh, I didn't see anything that I didn't expect, really. It was just very much the same. Which, when... I mean, to be fair, Jim had taken the team for most of the week. It took it took the team for training up until Thursday. So, yeah, it's, it's bound to not, not be much of a difference. But I, I don't think we need too much change, really, considering we're, we're up there. I think it's just t- tiny tweaks that, that the new manager needs. And we saw a lot of that on... There's still a few sloppy moments for me on Saturday. It was... Yeah, as I say, it was, it was really surreal. Uh, and... Um, I think we needed a performance like that just to steady the ship a little bit. Yeah. It was working like we were well organised and we looked threatening at times. Um, on another day, we would have won. On another day, we probably would have lost that because, as I say, they were they were a decent side. So, yeah, not a bad point. Yeah. It, what, going back to the start of the game, I think it was surreal. I mean, the the feed didn't come on until quarter to three. And even then, there wasn't showing any any of the. There's there's some a glaring omission, wasn't there, from the uh, air? Yeah, there was. Yeah, (laughs) well, yeah, the 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 promotional video wasn't shown. The kits weren't shown. Um, it was just I'm not even sure the replays of the previous match were shown. No, no, no interviews or replays or anything. No, no, no. So yeah, it was that was a bit strange. It did feel weird, but I mean, after every manager leaves, and I know this is this one's a bit more important than than than, than others that have left. It always does feel a bit strange when when they leave, um, and and then you you play your next game and things are different. So I didn't really look into too much into that. Um, 
And like you say, changes that were made, they weren't, nobody raised their eyebrows at the changes, did they? Southam Hales and Connor Jennings came back in, I think, were the only two. If... Yeah, yeah. It was a shame that Crowsdale didn't continue in midfield. I think he's improved so much over the over the last uh, few weeks. And Dagenham away was probably his best performance for us. So, yeah, it was a shame that he, he was dropped. But, you know, as you say, Macaulay Southam Hales started and... And that he wasn't even in the squad on Tuesday, so yeah, yeah, that was good to see. But, uh, but I think there's been a lot of of clamour for Salvin Hales to be getting more of a chance, and it, it, to be fair, it was it was in recent weeks under Jim as well. But I thought Saturday was his worst performance. Was I thought he was anonymous for me. I, I, I thought I, was, I mean mm. I'm, not, I'm not saying he was the only one. There were a few a few players in the side that I, I would have put as a six out of ten, just steady, unspectacular, and he, he was one of them for me. Well, I, I, I mean. The, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge him too much on it because the conditions were absolutely dreadful for any. <laughs> no, no, I mean, there was there was certainly no eight or nine out of tens on the pitch for either side. I don't think. No, no, no. no. But that, that, do you not think? I mean, that statement's quality because you not think that if you're if if you said lots of them were six out of ten and we drew with a Boreham Wood side that was largely unchanged from last season that absolutely mm. battered us last season. Yeah. Well, they bullied us, didn't they? Yeah. Um, I think that just shows how far we've come. Um, in knowing the personnel change and how, and how well they've clipped. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, fair point. Uh, they batted us twice last season. I remember mm-hmm. I didn't go to the away one, but it was at the home one. And yeah, it was, wasn't was even close. It was uh, a, little, a little bit yeah. embarrassing at times. Yeah. And the fact, and you, you, you said he was, when he was, um, he was anonymous. I think you said Nick about Southam Hales. I was just trying to think back then. Did I, did I, did I, do I actually remember him? doing anything in the match and I can't so I probably agree with you on that yeah. <laughs> but you know there's, there's been a massive clamouring to get him back in and then he, he he probably doesn't do as well as he should do yeah we've always had this this culture of oh there's that word again culture brilliant <laughs> yeah <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Everyone's least favourite C word, culture. Um, <laughs> just, just, just below cancer and cunt. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I can't even remember what my point was now because because we've just gone way off, way off piece. Yeah, we, we've always had this culture of players being out of the side for extended periods and they see it seems to make them seem better than they are. We, we had it with Abs Baggy under Neil Young. That whole first three months under Neil Young was, oh, when Baggy's back from injury, we'll click. When, when Baggy's back, it'll be all right. It'll be yeah, all right. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, there always seems to be... Di Mayo was another one over the last couple of years. People couldn't understand why why Di Mayo wasn't in the side. And when he was in the side, he was flashy. He, he knew tricks, but he just, just wasn't a, a gym player. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've yeah. gone like what ten minutes, and we've not even mentioned the goal yet. Well, that was going to be my next point. It was just, just once again, just an individual moment of brilliance from John Rooney. It I mean, was... how many, how many of them have seen already? That was, I mean, the goalkeeper's position in Russ. I'm sure you'll have something to say about that. Well, I said at the time, I, 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 I coined to my wife who, who wasn't listening to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I coined, I coined, I coined Gary Stockforth. I said he was, he was hugging the front post. I don't know yeah. what, he, what he was yeah. doing. Did your wife say to you, oh, Gary Stockford said that on your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no, funnily enough, he didn't say that. Um, but he must have been, because, I mean, John, John Rooney must have looked at, obviously we didn't see behind John Rooney, but we, he must have looked at that wall and where the keeper stood and thought, fucking hell, Christmas has come. Yeah, yeah. As soon as he lined it up, I thought he was score here. 
Yeah. It was like some mad angle on the on the far side of the area, wasn't it? But I thought it, just his ability and his um, ability to be able to pull something like that off from that angle. Yeah, I just thought he's going to score this. I did. I did enjoy someone on Twitter saying, "Oh, Rooney's shackles are off now. Jim's gone." He's like, "No, he was doing that when Jim was here as well." Fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no need to lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, conveniently forgot the one against Salty and yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what though? That's it's 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 an interesting statement from from somebody who clearly doesn't know what they're talking about. But <laughs> when a, when a manager leaves, there will be players throughout the squad that um, that do feel that. Oh, I've got a bit of freedom now. You know, depending on how the new manager comes in and plays, there'll be other players on the flip side that think, "Shit, me fucking me mentor's gone." Mm. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, point, yeah. it's, it's kind of—I wouldn't say—I don't know if it's fifty-fifty because I don't know the lads in the squad, but there will be elements of of, of that from a, like a positive and negative perspective. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're right, especially when you when you think of players like particularly Minahan and Thomas, who've spent the best well, part of half a decade under Jim. Exactly. Right? He's, yeah, he's the manager yeah. who's done most for the careers, whereas a lot of the older lads, they've they've seen managers come and go. They've seen it all in the game now. So nothing can shock them. I well, that's it. Like John Rooney, John Rooney's been doing that all season. So shackles off for that free kick in that game. Absolute bullshit. Mm. Um, but <laughs> players, players do tend to go with managers that they know. I mean, Jim's brought players in that, he, that he's known from Northwich Fix and all that kind of stuff. Maybe less so from Peterborough and Motherwell. And but but that's because they're just too too far up the leagues for us. Um, so you, it wouldn't surprise me if players like Thomas Minihan. Say if Gannon gets a job in this division or the one below, um, or maybe even one higher, uh, mm, they I won't be surprised. You might, they might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Min- Minion, Minion, and Thomas, because they, because he Gannon got a solid seven or eight out of ten out of him every match, didn't he? You very yeah, rarely saw them have a shit match. No, I can't recall one for either of them. Same with Palmer and. To a lesser extent, Hinchliffe, I suppose. I mean, we, we can all probably name an error that Hinchliffe has made, but we can do that about any goalkeeper. Yeah. So it's nothing out of the ordinary. He saves us a lot more points than he costs us. Yeah, I think that's I think that's a fair a fair assessment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just one of those things, isn't it? It's good. Um, so that's Boreham Wood. Um, the pitch was awful, and I, I, you know what? I saw the Charlie pitch. They played uh, Spurs, did they? I no, they played the Spurs. Uh, Wolves. Played Wolves. Uh, the Charlie pitch looked really, really good. And I know yeah. we had snow on them in the morning, and and we had to like scrape it off and stuff. But I don't know what Charlie have had a lot more slow, snow than we. You, and... you can't tell us for a second that we get more snow than Charlie. No chance. No, exactly, that's that's yeah. not possible, is it? Like, yeah, yeah, geography and shit, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if they. <laughs> yeah, it's geography and shit. <laughs> and, same with Wickham as well, and but then I, I was thinking, what if Wickham got a fucking really good? I mean, they're in the championship, yeah. But then the commentator said they've had undersoil heating for eighteen years. Yeah, that'll do so it. When, so when they were doing well in the cups, that's what they invested in. Yeah. Well, do, do you think that's something we'll see in the summer? Because everything else, in terms of the stadium, we've invested in everything else, so it makes no sense whatsoever to be playing on a pudding of a pitch. Yeah. I suppose it, it depends on how long the break is between seasons, though. Yeah. Because you've got to give it time to. I think germinate is one of the words that they use. <laughs> Nice. Good yeah. knowledge. Good knowledge. Thanks, thanks, mate. Yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't have you down as a horticulturalist, Nick. But, just, you know. just, uh, oh, I've, I've, I've been known to uh, sample plants in my time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I set that one up nicely, though. Just yeah. nodded that one in there. Yeah, yeah you cross yeah. the meal, nod him in. Yeah. 
I, th- I think that was more like um, Andy Mutch against Southampton. That was going in anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dave, Dave's Alan Armstrong right now thinking you're cheeky. Fucker. <laughs> uh, Kingsland postponement then um, came six hours before kickoff. I mean, it doesn't really matter from a fan's perspective because nobody was travelling. Mm. Oh, um, speak for yourself, mate. Oh, were you, were you travelling down, were you? <laughs> No, no, but I'm, I guess someone was. I'm guessing, I'm guessing there's some um, East Anglia-based county fan who was going to go outside and try and have a gander over the wall. Yeah, possibly. Have we got anybody from East Anglia? Do you well, know? Got, yeah, oh yeah, we've got... Well, there's, there's a Suffolk hatter on Yellowboard, that'll oh, do. Oh, is he? Oh, okay, yeah. Massive, yeah. massive club. Yeah, huge. <laughs> yeah. World, worldwide fan base. Yeah, did, did anybody see the picture of their chairman or their owner? Yeah, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I haven't seen it. He look, looks like a, a villain out of the Sweeney. <laughs> yeah, but like one of them, one of them is. It's like when they get. I'm gonna Google it now. You, you know, like in really bad war films in the fifties and sixties, for the Russians, it'd just yeah. be an English English guy with a shit accent and eyebrows. This guy is the fellow they get, they get in to play some Italian mobster. Yeah, really, definitely. it's just just the, the shirt, the, the grease back hair, everything about him. I just and the, the, oh, oh <laughs> yeah, they've, they've seen him film. That's that's the reaction I wanted. Yeah, he's just, he's just missing a medallion on the hairy chest. Oh that's yeah, all. he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's you know he's probably a, probably a lot different in uh, in real life. He was he tweeted today saying, "Can you can everybody stop tweeting? Can everybody stop contacting the club about refunds for streams? They've all been sorted. They'll be back in your account." Oh well, I, I might send him a message. I've not even, even paid yet. I was just about to go in and pay when I heard it had been called. He looks like a Family Guy mobster. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. It's like a, yeah. a mafia family and Family yeah. Guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 Peter gets into some hijinks. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that struck me about the Kings Lynn postponement is that they covered the pitch. And it was still ended up frozen. I mean, what did they fucking use? Kitchen roll? <laughs> well, they were asking for volunteers to help come and take the covers off. So maybe they just couldn't get volunteers and they couldn't get the covers off. Maybe that was it. That's why it's called off. I don't, I don't, like, oh, no one's coming here. Maybe, you don't need as many people to roll covers up in Kings Lynn because they've all got extra fingers. So um, <laughs> you, you're going you're gonna to need less people to do it anyway. So you're sorted. It's a it's a good point actually. I, I I did I did I did see that message about them wanting people to take the covers off. Sure, well that's it. I think they didn't click at the time. But surely if you've got covers, then your pitch isn't frozen. No, I don't. That's what it's there uh, for. Imagine, is it? Yeah, you'd imagine so. It stops the frost. Uh, it keeps. Yeah, but, but but they're not heated uh, at the end of the day. So if if it's really really cold, I think I don't know. I don't, what is, I don't, is it? I remember seeing a similar conversation when we had it. A few, we had it about, I think it was when we were in the Conference North, and we, we had a couple a home game called off for a pitch, but we'd had covers on, and the pitch still ended up being shit, and we got it called off. And I remember a lot of people saying, and I think it was the groundsman, whoever was groundsman at the time, tweeted saying, yeah, they're not, it's not 100% guaranteed. They're just an extra, extra precaution. You've got, still got to hope for the best. That's right. why Chorley had hairdryers out before the, the derby game in the last round of the cup. They were they were sleeping on the pitch under the covers, the um the ground staff, just to dry it out every couple of hours, just to make sure the game they got the game on, yeah. Right, but yeah. yeah, so it's it's still not guaranteed even with and that, that was that was they were heated covers that Charlie had as well. It was basically a giant bubble over the pitch. Right. Yeah. 
Hell. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's not guaranteed even with covers, unfortunately. And there's the usual conspiracy theories, right? Oh, Chorley, Chorley's top score, uh, Kingsland's top score is out. Oh, well, that's that's it, is it? So they've frozen the pitch. So they've so they controlled the weather. Yeah, they've <laughs> controlled the weather to get the referee to come in, look at the frozen pitch, just so they can, yeah. yeah well, well, the chairman does look like a, a bit of a shit Bond villain, so <laughs> yeah. that's what he's done. Yeah. He's frozen the pitch. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that, I'm not sure that's going to save him anyway, that, you know, the, the, the striker being out, that just means it'll be 5-1 to us and not 5-0. <laughs> because looking at, you know, looking at some of their stats that I looked at earlier in the week, oh, stats. <laughs> <laughs> looking at some of them. I've got, no, I've got no problem with relevant stats with us. <laughs> we're, on, no we're, on, we're on dodgy we're on thin ice <laughs> <laughs> like it like it um okay let's move on to woking at the weekend um mm. i mean what do we even know about woking apart yeah, from the came up not not one in the last six okay i'm not just finding myself very apathetic at the moment because I, I hate this little limbo period in between losing one manager and gaining another it's just it's just no no one's gaining anything from it you know what i mean it's just like i don't know i don't know obviously but once we've got a manager in there'll be some some excitement and stuff but i just can't just can't bring i'll probably watch it but i just can't bring myself to get i don't know yeah yeah not one in the last six so they're not in great form um yeah like nick i think we we just want to get this sort of little bit of a limbo period out of the way and then we can something to look forward to something mm. we can something tangible it's just kind of a bit um purgatory at the moment isn't yeah. it <laughs> but um as you know it, as well as sure, sure we'll come to later on is that you know if the season carries on much longer because i'm not sure it will do um mm. so there's that in the back of your mind is this the last game is this game going to go ahead and things like that so yeah, it's a bit, a little bit weird at the moment. But yeah, as I say, they're not in great form. So hopefully we can take advantage of that and we'll be hopefully a little bit fresher after not playing in midweek and not travelling and things. And uh, from a fan's point of view, we've saved ourselves having to pay 12 quid on Tuesday. I don't know what Woking stream costs, but... But the, the King's Lynn stream is like the Ryanair of streams because you're paying your 12 quid. Then there's all these added extras, about 14 quid for a programme. Like <laughs> well, se- yeah. seven quid if you don't want someone sat next to you while you're watching it. It's just bonkers. <laughs> I couldn't believe that that uh, five quid for a uh, a program and then two pounds to get it delivered. Yeah. You're having a fucking laugh. Yeah. Oh. Whereas we're we're giving them out for free. Yeah, and it's only seven fifty for our stream. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? I mean, walking on I mean, walking on Saturday. Yeah, they've 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 not won. In six, but that's usually bad news, isn't it? If if if, if that happens, <laughs> yeah. Woking go on to beat Stockport three yeah, nil. Exactly. Uh, yeah, stinks of it. To end their run of six games without a win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's interesting that um, we're away on Saturday, aren't we? Are we away on Saturday? To, to yeah, Woking? yeah, yeah. Um, we've we've played. This will be our tenth away match. Um, of the season, and we've only played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven at home. Yeah, the, the cup games make it seem like it's more even, but yeah, it's, it's but it's not. It's yeah, real, so real disparity there. Yeah, so this this um, sort of fixture pileup that's 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 going to happen should the season continue 
um, possibly could be in our favour because we'll have more home games than away. Um, but yeah, I'll just yeah. have to see about that. I noticed we slipped to fifth, didn't we, last night? Because um, Altringham, I think, won again. Yes, yeah. Uh, Torquay slipped up at weekend, didn't they? Yeah, and they drew last night against Sutton, yeah, which was the best so, result for us. To, well, if, if we're going to carry on winning. Yeah, well, in, well, case, yeah. in, in terms of the Sutton game, yeah, that was the result we'd have wanted, really, a draw. I don't want either of them going too far ahead of us. But yeah, yeah, it's... Because just, just do we go in on a run, really? How, how, how long do you think the new manager will have to go without a win before we become crisis club Stockport? Uh, what if say if he took over today, probably about three days. Saturday, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, maybe not. On a, maybe if your first one's not an away game, but he's he's got to hit the ground running. You've just we've just let go our most successful manager of all time that that seemingly to us has done nothing wrong, and we thought we were fourth in the league at the time. Your new man's got a he's got he's got to win. He's got to hit the ground running massively. Well, yeah. Should we get on to that then? Because it seems it was yeah. the, the Athletic that first uh, broke the story that it was going to be Simon Rusk. And then they later broke that he was bringing Mark McGee with him as assistant. Uh, I'll be honest, Rusk, looking at his record, I'm, I'm quite optimistic. I think it's a good choice. Whether he's a step up on Jim Gannon, only he can show us that. Um, but it's McGee and Wilson... That, uh, that worry me a bit. But, yeah, Rusk, I've no problem with. How about you, lads? Yeah, um, it's a little bit uninspiring. I, I was hoping mm. that, given what's happened with Jim, is that we would be spending a few quid to bring a name in. Yes, that's uh, that's what I expected, yeah. To, to rebuild some, some faith and trust um, and just to signal that, that intention of getting out of the league this season. Um, I haven't got any names anyway. You know, nothing, nothing kind of springs to mind. But there's a couple of things with sort of Rusk's experience that um, he's obviously from a youth development setup, which is one of Jim's big things, wasn't it? One of the, part of his philosophy. I won't say the c word, but uh, we have been signing um, players that are over 13 or the finished article, things like that. So it kind of um, there's a bit of a discrepancy there. Um, if they didn't want to buy into what Jim was trying to achieve with um, with youth development and things like that, well, not necessarily youth development, but certainly all older players over 20 and that, then why are they now going for somebody who has that experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we can but say, uh, you've, you've, got to, you've got to trust them really, haven't you? It's all we can do. Um, and hope that, as you say, he hits the ground running and we... Uh, get a good run of form together. Yeah, I agree. Agree with all that. Yeah, I mean he's unproven, uh, inexperienced, perhaps. Well, in in first team terms, mm-hmm. very you know really inexperienced. But obviously, he's played at this level, and and, and a couple of levels above. I, my personal take is that it's um, it's an appointment um, of potential. So mm-hmm. he's you know, he's highly thought of around those realms. So so we're led to believe. Um, so they're probably thinking, you know, he's got all the badges. If we can get a team behind him um, and he does hit the ground running, then it could be a really good appointment for us. Um, and he, if, if, you know, he's, if he's high potential and he's got, he's got ideas of being, you know, managing in the Premier League and whatnot, then we'll, we'll be a good stepping stone for him, I, I would suggest. But yeah. it'll, uh, it'll, it'll definitely be good to finally have a manager who's uh, got all the badges. 
Um, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but you, I think, yeah, you know you're but, right. But, but, the thing that excites me the most about him is Dan, he's, uh, Dan Ashworth is a big fan of him. You know, former FA technical director, and he's in charge. He's in the same role at Brighton now. Um, so Dan Ashworth has sat, has touted him as one of the next big things in management. But that, that, that's what gets me though is that the big difference from our pre, from Jim to him is if he does well with us and gets an opportunity higher up, he's off. Yeah. So, uh, so there's going to be no 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 opportunity to build a rapport with this manager. You know. I don't know. I think I think I think those days are gone anyway. Yes, yeah, for, for think, us, think, definitely, yeah. For, for us, yeah, yeah. For, for the foreseeable, definitely. I mean, yeah, yeah it, it will be a stepping stone for him and he'll, you know, we'll, he'll, he'll go off and do something else eventually. We've just got to get the most out of him and the best out of him. But just going back to your badges thing, uh, yeah, he's got all the badges. I know I know, Jim had all the badges, which is which is great. I just get the, I just get the feeling that, that Rusk with the Dan Ashworth thing and Simon Wilson and... You know all the people that are, that are surrounded. I, I just, I just feel like he's probably got loads more contacts in the game at the higher levels of the game than maybe, than maybe Jim had. Jim probably had to open doors for himself and try and do that, whereas um, Rusk probably doesn't have to. And if if Wilson can go into managers and say, "Look, you're playing under Rusk," we might there might be a better chance of of, of certain players coming to the club. Whereas if he has to do that with Jim Gannon, they might say, "Well, oh, Jim Gannon, lower league foot, you know, lower league manager." Some people might even say they never heard of him. I don't know. Well, uh, all the, well that, that's that's their problem. All they've got to do is fucking go on Wikipedia. You know, there must be loads of managers <laughs> like there must be loads of fucking managers like that. Surely, when a player signs for manager, oh, lower league manager. Yeah, but they have to be convinced, don't they? I mean, it depends on the manager. You know, if um, I forget some of the names now, but you know, I don't know who's who's that. Who, I forget some of that. Who's that loudmouth manager that was at Barnet a few times? Alan. Oh, Alan. that's it. Martin Allen, yeah. So, yeah. so because because he's because he's managed at a higher level and and sort of found himself down there, you know, a player might go, oh well, we'll have heard of him. I don't I don't need to be convinced about what he is and what he can do. He's he's obviously a bigger name managing a, a smaller club. I'll be convinced. I'll go. Whereas it's just someone that you don't really know. And look, Jim Gannon's name stretches does stretch so far. Don't get me wrong, but um, with Rusk. It's probably a bigger name at, at the higher levels, is what I'm saying. Oh, but I mean, our, our two our two best signings this season have probably been Rooney and Reed. I'd say um, they they were both quite happy to sign for Jim. Uh, you know, yeah, they... don't know. Look, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that players don't want to sign for Jim. All I'm saying is I'm just all I'm saying is when 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 our club approaches players. Depending on the the, the the stature of the manager and the type of football they play and, and the, the type of manager they are and the type of person they are, that 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 will that will range vary the amount of convincing you have to do to that player to come. I get it. I get you, Ross. Yeah. Right. I, I, I get you. I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate. It's not I know like you Dave, are. I know you it's are. not like when Dave plays devil, devil advocate. <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Everyone's all over Dave Long when he plays devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> the, only, the only thing I'm worried about is, and I, I don't want him to succeed, I really do, really do. But the only thing I'm worried about here is that it fails and it just becomes that figure of comedy, that kind of, mm. you know, flaccid, flaccid analytic stooge in a tracksuit, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and I'm just, yeah, just wanting to succeed so much. Um, yeah. 
and we're, we're told to obviously going back to the statement the club release we're told to you know trust the trust the club this is in the fans in well, the, the club's long term interest and trust the process and all that other corporate guff that we get mm. but trust is earned isn't it yeah. and it's we've placed massive faith in him by handing over the club in the first place and you know we look at what they've done over the summer and you know aren't they professional and all the rest of it and they're not here to fuck about and Damn right, they're not. Yeah, see the decisions yeah. that they're making now. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, just desperate for him to succeed. Yeah, I am. I, I hope he does succeed. I hope he stays for a few years, and then we can we can say, oh yeah, well, we we liked him in the end, and he was he was our manager. What I what I don't want to become is if if he does he doesn't succeed. We ship him off. We get another one in, and we try with another one, and then we that's on- that's genuinely what I can see happening now. I'm, that's my worst fear, and it's just that's what that's at the back of my mind constantly now. I just think I, I can just see it happening, and it's it fills me with trepidation. Yeah, but that comes down. Do you know what? The, the only way that doesn't happen is is that the the owners select the right man. You know, you, you can still have but, that. But- how much of it is the owner selecting? How much input is Simon Wilson having on this? Because he's he's basically in charge of football operations now. Yeah, I well, thought. He's, but he's part of the owners to me. It, it, director of football it isn't to me isn't a. Um, it's kind of in between actually. He's fifty fifty, isn't it? I, I'd say he sides with the owners. That, mm. that would that would be my that would be my take on it. Yeah. He sides with the owners. He's he's got a job there unless he does something catastrophic or he wants to leave he's staying there for a long time so if the owners including simon wilson get the appointment right then you can have you've seen it even at the top level with liverpool now you know they've they've got a really a really good manager who's you know he's firing on all cylinders all right maybe not in the last few weeks but you, you get what i mean don't you um if if they don't get it right and we get on this manager merry-go-round that'd just be the worst thing for me Pete mentioned a really good point last week in that you have to get this hundred percent correct. This has to be this has to be correct. And Nate mentioned that this is arguably the, the biggest appointment in our recent history. We have mm. to get this. And as I say, I'm desperate for him to succeed, but given what's happened over the last week, I'm not prepared to cut many slack anymore. No. Yeah. It's not like this might take a year or two to get out of this division. Yeah. They they've backed themselves into a corner by sacking Jim. And, you know, they've said that he's not the right man for the job. Rusk is. And now I expect him to deliver. I expect him to say, right, yeah, this is, you know, we're going to get out of this league this season. Yeah, it def- the, the, it's definitely a knife edge, that, that yeah. sort of I, trust, trust with them. I can't be dealing with his school of thought. I've, I've seen people saying, oh, no, we, we shouldn't be questioning him because he could take his money and fuck off. So that, that's how to rule a football club, is it? Like, if he really, if he really is the right man for the club, then he'll be quite happy to be questioned because everything will be watertight anyway. If he if he is the right man, uh, every, everything else we've seen so far has shown that he is. This this is his blip. That's it. He, he's not got his shield anymore because Jim Gannon was the when we were losing games when we did lose games before. Jim, Jim was the one getting the stick off the fans, but yeah. now now this this, this new manager is well and truly going to be their man now. So it it won't just be Rusk getting the criticism if it goes tits up. It'll be Simon Wilson. It'll be Mark Stott. Um, but I'm, I'm sure that they did the they did their own work before they took over. So I'm I'm sure they know that the that's just the responsibility of owning a club, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean that was the last link between the kind of 
I, yeah. I, I want to say old county and, and new county, if you like. Yeah. It was Jim no, Gannon. We've still got Land, Richard Landon still there. Come oh, on. yeah, sorry. Dave Condon. Yeah. yeah. Fitzy. All right. Yeah, the biggest, <laughs> the biggest, most. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate. That's all. <laughs> My turn. The... <laughs> oh, it's not like when Dave plays devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> I meant the kind of most public facing. Um, Link to, to old county and and yeah. now it feels as if it is the whole the whole kit and caboodle is theirs now yeah is mark yeah. starts now and it's it kind of makes me feel a little bit naked there you go there's a mental no, image you, for you, you you are mate look down oh shit yeah <laughs> no you're right you're right it's the it's it's the new county now isn't it and i think as soon as they changed the badge and brought the video out I think that's that that that's that's what I had already sort of bought into. Really, was this the the old county had gone, and we you know we can't say it hasn't happened before. You know, look, I mean, just look at a, an image of all of our badges across the history of the club. We we don't tend to keep our badge, do we? Um, no. I just I just think it's I just think it's another evolution of the club. Yeah, the old some of the old stuff has gone. I must admit, I, I, looking at pictures of the of the ground before it got done up today, actually, and I thought, wow. I'm never going to see that again. You know, mm. I'm never going to see the old, the old style. You know, the sounds stupid saying it, but the red dots, red dots, you know, yeah. that, that kind of thing. You, 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 we're not going to see it again, which uh, is a bit sad. But it's that's just that's just the way uh, the way football progresses. When you're lucky and you get a really rich owner, yeah, you kind of have to put up with it, put up with these things, don't you? Um, and I, when Stott took over and it was all sort of bells and whistles and that and we were, we were kind of promised the championship and everything and we all went a bit giddy in the back of your mind it's kind of like where's this going to end where, where you know what are we going to have to give up to get into the championship Yeah, and we're obviously starting to find that out now yeah 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 integrity You've got to give that up straight away. Oh, wow. I gave mine up a long time ago, mate. Don't worry. Yeah, Class, I, 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 dignity. Yeah, exactly. I've been getting, I've been getting shit off my mate who's a United fan. He's basically been saying, um, you, you know, you're getting what you're getting, everything that you hate about about clubs like this, aren't you? Um, and I've been arguing with him, saying we're not, we're not the same as Salford. We've not changed our kit. Um, you know, we're not the same as Fleetwood. We haven't renamed our ground Highbury because the owner likes fucking Arsenal. Um, you know, there are there is arguments for that, but to a certain extent, you know, deep down, he's probably right. You know, it's interesting you should mention United actually, because I was I was thinking that what what they're trying to achieve right now, United, what they're, they're spending hundreds of millions to get is something we had and have just dispensed with, like a club legend doing a decent job. You know what I mean? United are spending hundreds of millions chasing exactly that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously, only, only time will tell. We'll see. We'll see. I've got yeah. a bit. I've got a bit of a tinfoil hat theory. I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying the royal family are lizards or anything like that. Yeah, we all, we all know that anyway. Yeah, <laughs> we've, but, we've seen the crown. <laughs> I will. I'm under the. I'm not under the impression. I am of the opinion that sacking Jim was planned right from day one, and it was just about timing then. And yeah. I, I'm also of the opinion that it would have happened with a transfer window in mind. But the West Ham game, the West Ham as soon as the West Ham draw was made, it was like shit. We can't do it then because can you imagine if we sat mm. him before the West Ham game? 
So they left it a few weeks, yeah. and then there you go. Man. Oh, shit, he might get us up here. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to have to keep him then, aren't we? Yeah, I think... Um... No, I, th- I think you're. I think you're right, Dave. I think it was. It was just a matter of when. Um, wh- what I don't understand is if why why not do it as soon as you come in because people would people. It, whenever whenever he got, whenever he went, we're you know we're we're going to be heartbroken, aren't we? We're going to be we're going to be sad about it because of because of what who he is and what he's done for us. But do it as soon as you come in. You can kind of understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wait until when they did it. It's a bit of a well. If I think the longer they'd have left it, say say if we'd have gone up this season with Gannon, mm-hmm. and they, and they still got in the in the Reds that they want their own man. The longer they leave it, if he succeeds, the harder it becomes for him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's the only way I think the decision could have come as more of a shock to the wider footballing world is if we'd gone up and then they'd done it. That's the only way it could have been more mental. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like you say, if you do it as soon as the takeover happens, and it's it's kind of like that's what sometimes happens with takeovers. They bring their own their own staff in, their own management in. But could you imagine the scenes? Oh, <laughs> and that's when, we that's the when fan, yeah, that's when fans are allowed in. So yeah, that also plays into it as well, in my yeah. opinion. That uh, you know, the season might not end. Yeah, so the hedging the bets that I think we mentioned it last week that because there's the season might not end. Rusk and his team um, get a chance to get the feet under the table before the new season starts. N- no, not much pressure. So yeah, that's that's also part of it as well. Yeah, the, the sandwich has been made now. I just hope it's not shit, and I hope there's no mushrooms on it either because I don't like mushrooms. Shit, shit, and mushroom sandwiches sounds nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, sounds like sounds like an album review from Spinal Tap. <laughs> it's uh, still still better than the burgers from the caterers actually part though. <laughs> Hello, fellow county fans. I just wanted to take a moment of your time to tell you about the Scarf Pagara Award blog. Each month, there's an in-depth look at all the talking points and action, and there is a veritable cornucopia of articles that are already there for your viewing pleasure. Head over to www.scarfpagarawar.co.uk. Now back to the podcast. Should we have just five minutes on the league, actually, and and what we think about it it, it being cut short? I noticed there was um there was a, a tweet tonight as we've been recording that the north and south divisions will start playing again from the sixth of Feb. Right, so I've, 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 well, we're like we'll be all good to continue. I don't know. It's, this is one of them things that I just don't keep track of anymore. Or like anything COVID related, I just don't bother keeping. I just I just wait for people to explain it to me now. So what's going on? So go on, Dave. You're you're the man in the know on this one. I'm not, but <laughs> what uh, I understand is that the winter survival package was the second lot of funding that was going to come in after the national lottery one ran out, yeah. um, and the details of which hadn't been released. Clubs apparently were under the impression that it was going to be given out as grants. Uh, so free money basically but it would impact on what the clubs got from the league in future right um, now it turns out the government have said that um, it's going to be in the form of loans so that was this This was kind of last week this bit the loan bit and, um, and a lot of clubs quite rightly were saying that you know that's 
not going to happen. We, you know, we're not going to take out a loan for a season that might not end, and repaying it isn't an option for us because we can't afford it. Um, I think the league then suggested three options. One was the loan. Two was the league take on the money from the government as a loan, and they give it out to grants to the clubs in the National League setup. And the third one was to suspend the season. Um, I believe a lot of clubs were in favour of two and three. So they're not taking any loans on. They're expecting the league to give them the money as a grant or to suspend the season. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of where it was left last weekend, I believe. Now, as I mentioned before, things are a little bit surreal at the moment for us with Jim going and, uh, and possibly Russ coming in. But there's also... Well, this as well. It's, it's funny you should uh, say that because they've just been announced now. Oh, what has? No. Uh, Rusk, McGee and Conlon are the new management team. Shut up. I've Just as you were talking then, Dave, I got a couple of YouTube notifications. There was three, three videos being put up, an interview with Wilson. Oh, one with Rusk yeah, and one yeah, with yeah. yeah. And, and they've just... A three and a half year contract. Fuck me. There we go. So you Break hear it. it? You've heard it. Breaking here. news. Breaking news. And we, it's funny because we're gonna we're gonna have to cut it there because we're about to welcome Stephen O'Halloran on to the podcast. Yeah. So I'd imagine we'll digest the news and try and get another podcast in prior to weekend at some point. Hopefully, yeah, once yeah, because I think there's there's a lot to can. unpick here. There's in, interviews to watch and what have you. So yeah. Right. Okay, I tell you what then, on that bombshell, should we call it a day? All right, Clarkson, you're going to go and punch <laughs> someone because your shit's a mushroom sandwich isn't hot. I fucking hate, <laughs> do you know what, I fucking hate Clarkson as well. And Top Gear when he yeah. did it. Fucking I, I, like, I like May. May's the best one. The other two, Hammond, Hammond with his little... <laughs> but yeah, May's all right. May's a I good just, egg. I don't know, I just it's all the, um, it's all the scripted humour, scripted jokes that I don't yeah. like. I always imagine, though, that after they finished filming, Clarkson and Hammond would say, oh, James, we're going to the pub to discuss the show. Do you want to come? And James would be like, no, no, my, my wife's dead. I've got to go home. I've done <laughs> just anything to not have to go to the pub with them two dickheads. Last thing before we go, then, is the blog. Um, so massive, massive thank you to everyone who read the first part of the January review, which was horridly edited in light of the news of last Thursday. So thanks for everyone that uh, that read that. Thanks for all the nice comments. Uh, thanks for all the not-so-nice comments as well. I, I'm not asked. If you think my stuff is shit, then tell me. But, you know, let's let's have a verbal joust. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's have a debate. I don't mind. You know, but thank you very much for everybody that's, that's, that's read it. That is uh, still up there. If you haven't done yet, Tell me what you think. Um, go over to the uh, Scarf Regarded World website. It is there for your viewing pleasure. Excellent stuff. Thanks very much, Dave. Um, yeah. Oh, and just a reminder to everybody as well, um, if you haven't seen it, I appeared on the Division 5 podcast live stream thing, talking about stats and talking about county. I, th- I thought you were very good, even if, even if as the man who created you, I do... <laughs> yeah it's cheers mate cheers yeah <laughs> i owe it all to you love it right. yeah, I, I, I do get up to some weird stuff in my lab mate i tell you <laughs> right cheers gents 
Yeah, I'm going to go and digest the fact that he's got a three and a half year contract. Speak to you soon. Ta-da. Bye. It's the 90th minute, all your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.